Welcome to What If, a podcast rooted in love, joy, and wild possibility. I'm your host, life and business coach, aka the quit your job coach, Kelly McEntee. I help you love who you are so you can love what you do. Let's get started. Welcome to What If, a podcast rooted in love, joy, and wild possibility. And today I'm so excited to share with you a guest who does something that I feel like is darn near impossible. And what she does is she helps women love pictures of themselves. And dare I say, she even helps women enjoy taking photos of themselves. We have professional photographer, Lisa Halcom. Lisa, would you introduce yourself to us and um, share a little bit about what it is that you do and how you do the darn near impossible of helping women love photos of themselves. Oh, thank you for having me here, Kelly. I'm first of all, I'm so excited to be on the podcast with you. So thank you for that. And that was a beautiful introduction. I mean, I think you already did an amazing job. Um, but I'm happy to tell you a little bit more. Um, I am a story-based portrait photographer, and I bring the unseen moments to life through lifestyle and portrait photography. And I am also, as you mentioned, a self-portrait artist. Um, I live in Florence, Oregon with my family, my son, my husband, and our two rescued border colleagues pups. And I provide virtual photography services to interior lifestyle and brand clients using their iPhone cameras. As I also have founded a membership called the Self-Portrait Studio, where I teach women like yourself to learn to love their photos and to heal through the art of self-portrait photography. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to just like repeat what you said of you help people take photos with their iPhones. And as somebody who has worked with you in the uh, self-portrait studio membership, and you've like, I'm air quoting, air quote, been in my home and done a virtual photo (laughs) shoot. I just want people to think about that for a second. Like what a world of possibility that we live in that Lisa has from the West Coast taken pictures of me in my home in the Midwest. Like that is insane. That is innovation. And that is the world we live in right now. And I think that is so cool. I know it's amazing, isn't it? And you know, so it actually started during the pandemic, me taking virtual photos with other people. Um, I had just transitioned from my clothing shop in Los Angeles. And I closed it down, not because of COVID, I'd already decided to close it down before that for different reasons that I can get into if you want, because they do play into my story a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd relocated from there to Florence, Oregon, which is this tiny, tiny little town on the coast. And um, my clients and friends, because I was still doing some consulting on the side, they needed photos. So during the pandemic, I started taking photos through Zoom, and those those initial photos were actually pretty good, except that Zoom has technology where it can tell when you're taking a screenshot, so it puts a little Zoom logo up in the corner, and those had to be edited or cropped out of each shot, so that was too time-consuming. 
So I tested out several virtual photography apps, eventually landing on one that I liked and my clients liked. And from then it was just this um, sort of mental mindset leap to jump into virtual photography and actually make that the core of my business, which is the foundation for the Golden Brand Studio. And then, um, yeah, I'll leave it with that for now. But do you want me to go in? Do you want me to explain what a virtual shoot is like? Yes. Yeah, I think that would be really um, interesting for people to hear. Okay. So this, I love, love talking about this subject, as you know, because it's not, there are different degrees of cameras. And I do think that there are is a bit of a stigma attached from the professional photography world um, with regard to iPhone. And I get it as a photographer, I get that you you still want to feel relevant and needed. And if people can take the same quality photos that you're taking using the phone in their pocket, that you know, that's not great job security. But for me, I really, really love the convenience of not having a lot of tech and iPhone technology has really come a long way. So when I work with my clients, because I'm not there with them in person, uh, I really put a lot of time up front into getting to know them. We have a strategy call where I dig out their story because it really goes beyond the photos. It's, it's the tone, the feeling, um, it's what they're trying to create with each image. And so we get into that, we create mood boards together so that visually we are on the same page during the shoot since I'm not there in person. And then they install an app on their phone that is a private studio. So there's a little login code that we both get. And when we type it in, it opens up this private studio and it's just the two of us in there. And I have access to click the shutter on my client's phone. So I'm on my computer, so I have my nice big screen. I can catch all the details and clean up each shot before we shoot. And then it takes the photo through their phone as though I'm there in person. So the quality is really phenomenal. It's um, as though, you know, it's as though I'm standing there with them. And then during the session, they already know me because we've spent all this time together. So they hear my voice and we refer to the mood board together when I'm trying to say like, oh, remember the feel of this shot that you wanted to create. Let's look at our inspiration images for it. So we go back and we reference that during the shoot. Then they can kind of look and go, okay, yeah, I've got it. Then they can go back and I can walk them through posing for the camera with my voice and take their picture that way. So it's amazing because I can work with anyone anywhere. And it's just, I mean, it really is the greatest job. <laughs> it is like it has to be even just to like be on a fly on the wall in someone's home like I'm a person who's like what's your house like <laughs> um <laughs> just to, like and to for people to give that access to you I feel like just demonstrates like such high trust with you as well oh, and yeah. I, I think that's really reflective of of you as a person and as somebody who has done but both a virtual photo shoot with you and been in your self-portrait studio membership you have this um just this calming yet fun light demeanor about you that just brings peace like i think about when when i was doing the photo shoot with you the virtual one 
um, I just felt at ease and calm and light and playful. And it was fun as, as maybe awkward as it may sound to be talking to a photographer through your phone. And like, you hear the shutter sound, um, as you're just sitting on your couch, like kind of <laughs> smiling and posing. Um, it was just such a fun and cool experience. And so I, I really want to highlight that and, and share that with people that that could be a really awesome way for you to get some in-home branding sessions done, which I think is so vital for so many brands too, is that you are, as a personal brand, you are, your personal brand is within your home too. Um, and maybe it's a struggle in your local community to find a photographer um, that you know, like, and trust. And so having this virtual option is a really great way to approach that as well. And if you've ever seen any Elisa's photos, there is no way I could ever tell that that was anything less or different than a like a high quality professional camera. Um, so what you're creating to me is like pure magic and genius. I love it. Oh, thank you, Kelly. That means so much. You touched on so many things, too, that I think are barriers to entry for people when it comes to them investing in professional photography for themselves, um, especially the home. I, we are all able to curate these environments and what we want to show online and what we don't. And, you know, it's easy to create the illusion of your home or your space being something other than it is for Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. But then for people, when they think about having photos taken in their home, all of a sudden now there's this different standard that they're holding themselves to. Like all of a sudden they have to have white walls and minimal space and it has to be this air quote Instagrammable area. Mm -hmm. And we do a virtual tour of the space before the shoot. And I guarantee because I only shoot with natural lights, so we don't set up any additional lighting. Um, but I guarantee everybody has one space in their home. And this goes for shooting self-portraits or working with a photographer. Everybody has one wall, one beautiful natural light source where you can get a variety of shots just within one room. So I just want to bring that up because that is like the top excuse that I hear is, well, my space my space isn't, you know, Instagram friendly. Right. Um, yeah. So I kind of want to knock that resistance out right there. Mm -hmm. I love that. And so with, so you have your virtual photo shoots, but then you have this self-portrait studio membership that you've started. Um, and I think that's like a whole nother level of taking photos for people is at least for me, I felt like, when I wanted to be in this space and learn how to do this, there was a part of me that was feeling a little bit frivolous and a little bit ridiculous and a little bit like, who am I to be like wanting to take pictures of myself? What if anybody sees me doing this? Do I look like one of those like TikToker people out there? You know, all of these thoughts came in for me telling me like, this is silly or wrong, but in having this experience, like I knew I want to create photos for my brand and business. I know I'm a person who has many, many words. And I got, I was getting really frustrated with not having images to go with my messages. And for that, that felt like the next right thing to do to become 
a person who provides value for the world. Like I, <clears throat> when we're selling our business and we're marketing and we're talking about what we're doing, essentially we are creating value and possibility for other people. So not having pictures available for me to use to go with the words that I had to share was a real obstacle for me. And so this concept that you have of, of doing self-portraits, I think is just so profound and another amazing level of impact and empowerment for women and men alike, but especially in your membership, it's predominantly been women. Um, but I'm curious to hear about you, Lisa, and like, where did this start? Where did you get, like, I always feel like for so many people, it's either there's like many small moments or there's like one big, like the light bulb turns on of like this, this is what I need to do and create. Like, this is it. Did you have like a moment in time where that happened for you? Or how did this self-portrait studio concept come to life for you? Yeah. And I'm so glad you asked because, you know, it's, it's one thing to teach self-portraits um, from an educational perspective. And I think it's another thing to actually have the lived experience and create something through that. And so around the time that we relocated from Los Angeles to where I'm living now, and I was, you know, experimenting with virtual photography, and I just closed my clothing shop. And I have been down many, many life paths. Um, aesthetics and beauty and photography were always the red thread through everything that was always there. And I tried, Kelly, I tried so hard to not become a photographer. <laughs> and when I go back through journals and when I look honestly at my life path, like it's it's been there for years and years and years. And so what prompted it, it was knowing that I wanted to do virtual photography and continue consulting because I have a background in brand strategy, but I knew I needed to be online. And I was sharing photos and posting photos and just feeling like such a fraud and um, really loathing what I was seeing on the camera, but just not recognizing that person. And I don't know about you, but I think with women, sometimes we see the older women in our lives, the matriarchs that we look up to and our role models and they seem so in their skin and in their life experience. And I always thought I would just have a moment when I grew into that. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I, I wasn't going to happen unless I made that happen. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at myself, right? And so I was looking at myself in the mirror one day. And at that moment when I looked in the mirror and I didn't, I didn't recognize the person looking back at my life and I was doing um, some inner healing work, inner child work and realizing that my role up until that point and my vision of myself had been how I could lend my light to others mm -hmm. rather than how I could use my light for myself. And I kept connecting it to not recognizing my image and it really didn't sit well with me. And I kept having the experience with my family of we would have our photos taken and, and my family would be so happy with their photos. And, and they would say to me, oh my gosh, this is a great photo of you that looks just like you. And, and I'm looking at the same photo, having an emotional response to what I'm seeing and not recognizing myself that way to get curious about that because I am very driven and competitive, especially with myself. I want 
to constantly be improving and learning and making things better. So what I did at first was kind of punishing. I took my iPhone, I bought a tripod, and I went to one of the back rooms in the house, and I set it up, and I started taking pictures of myself. And then I was like, I'm going to do this for 30 days. I'm going to get much better at taking pictures of myself. But I did something different. Instead of taking a selfie where I could see myself, I flipped that camera around. Mm. And I was looking at the non-mirrored image of myself, the same view that a professional photographer would look at. And it's the same view that when I looked at those professional photos, I couldn't resonate with. So that's how I shot myself. And I did a photo every day for 30 days. And I shared it because I'm a glutton this way and I had to keep myself accountable. Um, I shared it to my personal Instagram feed with just, you know, that I was doing this self-challenge. And people started to take interest and ask me questions. And um, then I started learning the psychology behind what was happening. And I began to notice at day 15, I stopped having an emotional response, a, a negative emotional response to my photo. I started to have an energy shift. I started to really get excited about spending time by myself in this way. And it began to feel like, and this term is highly overused, but it began to feel like a self-care ritual for me, like the kind of quality time I would normally spend to myself, you know, we spend with myself journaling or meditating or doing something like that. This was giving me such a feeling of connection and a creative high to mm -hmm. sit and create my own portraits. I love that. And so what happened is I could then and now look at my photo and it's business as usual. I'm not nitpicking. I can immediately hone in on what I don't like. And it's never about me in the yes. photo. I might observe that I look tired. I might observe that um, maybe that's not the best color. And I just take note and it's not personalized anymore. So all that that brain space that is just so eaten up with feeling locked up over sharing your image or that it's not meeting the expectations of others and the dread after posting is gone. Mm -hmm. And so now I just, I have this feeling of like just uplift. And so I started sharing the, my journey with other people and they became interested and I hosted a few free challenges and I believe that's when you and I actually met was during one of those free challenges. And mm -hmm. I would have like 25 to 50 women going through consistently achieving the same results. And I mean, that's why I love self-portraits so much is seeing the transformation that takes place when a woman truly sees herself in this way for the very first time. Because when you have that moment that you realize you were the only human on earth that sees yourself the way that you do in the mirror, it's astounding. And you actually have a little FOMO. Like the rest of the world sees a different me. Mm -hmm. And that is, it takes all of the personalization, all those stories about not being photogenic, not being worthy of sitting for photos. Oh, I'm so self-indulgent for having my picture taken. It just gets rid of all of that so that you can start to heal and have this experience for yourself. 
Yes. I love the, if I could describe the, like the feeling that's standing out from you sharing your experience is spaciousness. And I've shared with you in uh, more of a personal private conversation of like, there's just this feeling of Lisa, I'm like home, like I'm home again. There's like this new landing and ownership of like, this is who I am. And from that, like owning of who I am, there's so much spaciousness that's just happening of like less worry, less like my brain is less consumed of these little, little things that would just like be there as a buzz, like bugging me and like getting to me and bringing me down and creating doubt. And I, I feel like that is the experience too, of like your self portrait journey is, and what people can, you know, come to expect from the experience within your membership too, is this like spaciousness feeling and I also want to touch on two things that like just I keep, keep, keep coming home to. And again, your story hits on both of these things to a T. And that is your struggle is your superpower. This is something that I work with my clients with and just something that I'm sharing more broadly with the world too is, is our biggest struggle often becomes our superpower. And it's from being in that struggle that we get so intimately close with what the struggle is, all that it brings up for us and like what we see, how we can like call another's bluff. Like, oh yes, I know what you're going through. I've been there. And that too is like where I've come to calling myself and naming me my business and my coaching business as the quit your job coach is because that was like climbing Mount Everest for me. Me being able to walk away from my job is something that was so challenging for me. But now I I have so much space to help another person. I'm like, yeah, you probably are going to want to apply for a different job. You probably are going to say this. You probably are going to feel that like what you're feeling and what you're experiencing is normal. And it's not sharing that from a textbook to uh, textbook um, reading or something, but it's from my own lived experience of being in that struggle that becomes like the place of which I get to help another person. And that's the same for you of just this kind of loathing what you saw in these images and this determination of, I'm not going to let my life be full of pictures that I don't like of myself. So here I go, I'm going to do something about this. And that leads me to the second thing that just really stood out from what you shared too, that I always go back to with so many people. And it's really a stretch for like a lot of my coaching clients is forget what they want, forget what everybody else wants, but what do you want to create and create there and let the rest fall into place. And you will likely be wildly surprised at what comes from that. Um, And so I just love how your story hits all of those things to a T. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I mean, what you said resonates as well. And I think that's the difference between, you know, it takes a while. You said it took a while for you to come to the space where you are now and to quit your job. And now you're helping people with that transition and you've lived the experience and you're realizing that this is what lights you up and this is what you're meant to do. And um, I mean, I think that we're lucky, you know, we're lucky to be in the position where we could be curious and ask questions about the feeling around it and then figure out how to apply that to helping other people who feel the same way. And it's interesting in the self-portrait studio, I am, I'm giving the, the curriculum and the support, but really the members 
you're doing your own work. <laughs> you are, yeah. I'm setting the groundwork and giving you the parameters and the, the framework to do it and the feedback. And, um, but everyone is on their own individual journey in there. They're taking their own photos and they're actually, you're learning the own skill, your own skill. And the beautiful, the beautiful thing of it is no one comes out at the end looking like the golden brand. Nobody comes out looking like me. Everyone comes out looking exactly like themselves. Their aesthetics are different, their tone, their style, their vibe, the way they shoot is different. And it's just like, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's just incredible to be a part of something where everybody is truly having an individual journey. Mm -hmm. And as much as you have this like spaciousness within yourself, that creates more space to, in my experience, to appreciate the beauty of the other women that are in there and to be just in awe of like, oh my gosh, look at what you are creating. And it's, it's such a, like you said, like competition with your own self of like, how could I do this better? How could I do this different? But there is no competition with the people that you bring together. There is only love and support encouragement. And so <clears throat> something that you said, and just like describing your journey of like your 30 day photo challenge um, kind of sparked my curiosity. And I'm curious to hear, like you said, on day 15 was when you stopped having this like negative experience. And I think that is something really cool to highlight and to maybe touch on just a little bit. And, and why, why I want to ask about it is because I think for so many people, we are so overcome by fear or doubt or um, these things that hold us back. But once you start like taking the action and you take the action with the fear or with like the judgment of like, I don't like this picture of myself, you, I was, I was kind of surprised that you were, you were becoming excited at day 15. And I'm curious to hear, was mm -hmm. there ever any time where you just got bored with yourself being a critic of yourself? Like, you know what I mean? Like at some point, the fear, like the criticism, the judgment, it just gets boring. Like same old story. Let's hear something different. Let's hear something where I can be excited with myself. Like what was that like mid photo challenge for yourself pivot like, like when you hit day 15? So, okay, this is a really good question. And because the big moment for me was realizing how much I looked outside myself for answers mm, to yes. avoid looking inside myself for answers. And then I realized that I had overly integrated um, the attributes th that I had personally associated with feelings of not being pretty enough, not being talented enough, creative enough, photogenic you know, worthy of a beautiful self-portrait. I had, I believed those stories, but not because I believe them as my truth. I, that was come, that's what was coming out from the outside, right? Because we're taught that you're not photogenic, great, buy this makeup, maybe try this haircut, try and stand in this flattering way to cheat the camera. So you're getting this shot that gives the illusion that you're this way. So what I realized around day 15 was that I didn't need any of that. I didn't need the, um, the overlay. I didn't need anything to make me other than what I was. I had the answers inside just by sitting with myself exactly as I was in that moment. And I didn't have to, this photo didn't have to be a portrayal um, 
that was going to be, you know, relevant or aspirational 20 years in advance. It was just who I was in that moment. And that was okay. And so then my work from then on became now, how do I make that version feel very familiar to myself? And so the second part, not only taking it with the reversed camera phone, but was looking at the photos, like looking at the camera roll that I had just shot, you know, so you sit down for the first one, as you know, Mm -hmm. and you've got like a hundred, you've got like 150 shots and you're going through and you're super nitpicky and maybe you like three, you know, Mm -hmm. and then day 15, you're down to 25, 30 shots. And now maybe you like 15 or 16, or maybe there's an additional five that aren't your favorite but now you know what to do with those. You know how to crop them. You know how to edit them to still make them work and to get something super creative out of them. So now you are not looking at what the photos mean about you, but you're looking at what the photos mean to you in terms of showing your creativity and really showing who you are. And so it was just that switch from looking outside and chasing different things for answers to really realizing that I had it and it was all, it was there. And then you almost feel kind of, you almost feel kind of dumb in that moment where you realize, oh no, it's been there the whole time. And then you kind of go through this period of time where you're like, wow, if I, yeah, now like if I could go back 20 years and if I only had this then, and it's fine, it's fine to kind of go down that journey and think about what would be different. But you know, you have it now. So then it just becomes, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with this transformation now that you have it? Yeah. And kind of, as you share that, like realizing this, like, oh my God, like kind of almost this embarrassment of like, it's been here this whole time. I just picture like, like your mother self hugging your child self and being like, oh, sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. Like, that's just kind of like the image that comes to mind um, as you explain that. And um, I'm totally spacing on another question I was going to ask you. There oh. was a lot of, in it, it did spark, but just based on what you just said about that image though, Kelly, uh-huh. it did spark some inner child healing. Yeah. And so it was like the exterior sparking healing on, you know, the inside past trauma and stories that I hadn't worked on. And then that again, coming out to iterate the new version of self-portraits and kind of that that progress. Um, And they never get boring because you're always evolving and changing. So the portrait that you're capturing will always be dynamic and unique too. Right. Yes. And I feel like from this process, what you did for yourself is you created a new baseline. Like no longer is Lisa down here. She's right here. And then your baseline just continues to evolve and expand. And with that, then what's what do you feel like you've been most proud of from just like this experience and journey that you've been on for yourself and for the people that you get to work with and help? Oh, I am so proud that I get to work with actual humans. <laughs> Every that single you see day. Them as humans. I think that's something important I, to point out about you is like, you are so warm and so just like, amazing at seeing the essence of the humans that you connect with, which just elevates that whole 
feeling of connection for everybody that gets to encounter you. So didn't mean to interrupt what you're proud of, but I just wanted to throw in my own proud of you-ness as well. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad that you did because that was amazing. I received that. That felt really good. Um, no, I try to, I just, I really like the connection and I really the dots and like to what somebody maybe knows in the very, very back recesses of their mind that they want to bring forward. And this goes for self-portraits or this goes for when I'm shooting clients as well. Um, but to really bring that thing forward that maybe they haven't given themselves permission to incorporate or that little piece that they know intuitively that they want to share, but they feel like they have to have it make sense to their audience in some way. But it's that little missing piece of information that when they say it or when I can find it, it clicks into place and now they make sense to me. Now I have the whole vision of who they are and I live for that moment. And then I live for being able to translate that into their photos. So if you do scroll the feed, you will <laughs> look at the photos and hopefully you get that feeling of connection and warmth and a sense of who that person is in the photo. And then I take that one step further and I like to interview them and then have them share their story. And then I like to share that on the blog so that my audience can get to know the different women that I work with in the self-portrait studio and my clients. And, you know, it's expansive for everybody to hear stories of growth. And I do think that the way that I work with clients, especially for portrait and lifestyle photography, there is always an element of growth when you work with me for your photo sessions. It's never just transactional. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I've been able to create a community and I've been able to just create this connection and to give people more than just a photograph. Mm -hmm. And you give people more than what they came for, right? Like they come to you for photos and what they leave with was, is just like their own elevated baseline of who they are and their own self-concept and love for themselves as well. Yes. And I can't, you know, I want to tell you, um, I was on a shoot a while ago and we were, there was a couple, two photographers shooting and there was a styling assistant and something went wrong. Something arrived in the right color. Um, the legs of a chair weren't fitting properly. And somebody made the comment that, you know, we're not saving lives here. And I have to say that really gets me because very few jobs actually save, they get to save lives, right? Most of us are not actually saving lives, but when I'm on a shoot, there's so many livelihoods and so many people relying on these photos turning out. You know, there's the client, but then there's the the client's family that's relying on these photos to uphold the marketing plan, to, you know, make the connection, to continue to bring in income for the client. And then there's their whole staff. There's the styling. There's everyone showing up for the photo shoot. There's a lot on the line when it comes to a client placing their trust in me for these photos. And, and that's not something I take, you know, that's not something I take lightly in what I do. Uh -huh. I love that. And it's <clears throat> making me think of this thought that at first, when I introduce it, it might seem like totally out of left field, but I promise we'll come back to it is um, during like the, the early stages of when we were, when we were experiencing COVID, um, one of my friends and I, we were talking about how she had read this article about like the economy of loss, how like when when one life is lost, like the the economic 
figuratively, like the economic impact of that within a family. And fast forward then to, you know, a couple of years later, and I was talking to a coach about working with her. And she said something to me that sounded that just like hit me so hard where she said, like, you are the energy of the home. And that kind of brings it back to what you said about like the saving lives and the economy of one person in the family and how that truly does have a ripple effect. So yes, like maybe you aren't literally saving a life. Like you aren't keeping the heartbeat going. You haven't brought back to life a heartbeat that stopped, but you are bringing something to life and you are keeping the life and the family and the economy, like the family economy, the energy going, you're keeping it up and you're elevating it to make it be a more vibrant and beautiful space. Yes, exactly. I love that. I love that other perspective too, that you shared on that, the economy of the family. I'm going to have to remember that term. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, um, if someone who has lost a family member, that's very close. It's, it's, when I heard that, I was like, that is so true. Like the, it's not just the person, it's all the people. And, and with that too, like when you think of, you know, I'm a mom of two young people, I'm in like the thick of, um, early motherhood life. And I'm a leader in our home and of our family. And yes, my husband is there too, but it's, there is as much as we can make fun of the statement of like happy wife, happy, happy wife, happy life. There is truth in that sentiment. And so when you, whatever it is that you do, whether, you know, like Lisa through the catalyst of photos for me with um, coaching, or if you're, you know, an interior designer, a stylist, whatever it is that you do and create in this world that helps other people, you are elevating the energy and the essence of the home. And that has a ripple effect to our kids and to our family and to people we will never meet or encounter, but it, it just, brings us all up. And that is magic. And I think that's a gift that we often dismiss because of the immediate, you know, like comment that that person made of like, well, I'm not saving a life here. Well, you kind of are, you're saving a lot of lives and you're making this world a much more beautiful place. And isn't that what life is all about? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And that was something I had to lean into also. And I think that's, you know, Kelly, I'm so glad because the way that you just phrased that brings me back to something I said at the top of the episode about how I ran from being a photographer yeah. <laughs> because I think I was telling myself that that story, right? Do I really want to go in all in on the business of aesthetics? And at the time I believe I was shooting mostly products for um, different companies I've had before and, and, you know, clothing, but working with real people, it's a, it's a different thing. And um, it's definitely what made me embrace photography was shifting to actually working with humans rather than products, which I realize I do not have patience for <laughs> product photography. So yeah, I would much rather, yes, I would I much rather work with the person. Yeah, right. I would much rather work with a person than work with like the zipper on a handbag. So. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Like the thing that won't talk back to you, you've lost patience for. But all these people with all of these personalities, they're they're what you love to be with. <laughs> it's funny. Um, Lisa, if people want to like become 
part of your studio or they want to work with you or just see like what is a virtual photo shoot and just get an eye for what you're creating how would one go about doing that Ooh, follow me on instagram i'm the golden brand co and i'm also the golden brand.co um my website and and I'm on Pinterest too. And I have to say, if you are at all creative or into visuals, have a dive into my Pinterest account because I share my passion for making mood boards. And so I guarantee whatever creative journey you are on, there is probably a mood board over there to give you an immediate boost. But if you go to the website that has all of the links and details about virtual photo shoots and the Self-Portrait Studio membership as well. I love that. And Lisa, I have a true confession. I don't think I've ever shared with you, but you're probably one of my like top Pinterest board visits always. Like actually, like the truth is I go to Pinterest and I roam about, but if I'm looking for something specific or like inspiration for photos or um, kind of anything, I'm like, I'm going to go see what's on Lisa's page first. I've never told you that, but I'll take that. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That makes me so happy because it it, honestly, it brings me joy to, to curate things. And, um, that just, oh, that makes me so happy. I'm going to think about that the next time I log on. Yeah. And like, as somebody who has been making an effort to have a greater, stronger presence on Pinterest, like what you've created over there is no joke because for me, that has been Maybe that'll be my next superpower, but right now it's my struggle of like, how do I be consistent on this platform that I love to visit? And I think I just get distracted by all the other beauty that's on there, but yeah. All right, well, I will, you. I will, I will add that to my list. Now that I don't have to chase you for doing the podcast, I'll add the Pinterest uh, that will replace it. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I have to tell everybody, Lisa has been um, a strong cheerleader and encourager of me starting a podcast. And yeah, this whole resistance thing is really coming up. I resisted the title of like the quit your job coach, Lisa resisted photography. I resisted um, starting a podcast. And then it's kind of one of those moments where you're like, no, 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 fine, damn it. <laughs> and so that's how this photog- this, pin- or this uh, podcast came to life. I was like, oh, fine, okay it's time. Let's do this. <laughs> um, yeah. And here, all the we, best are. Things. And here yeah. we are. Yep, exactly. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lisa. Um, I hope that anybody that listened today, um, if nothing else, while you're listening, you snapped a really awesome selfie and that has expanded your interest to learn about self-portraits and even just to look at that photo you took of yourself and and find what's good in it. Because there's always so much good in us that, like you said before, that we we leave to the outside to provide feedback for or we look to the outside for, but really it's always all right there within us. Yes. Thank you so much, Kelly. This has been so much fun. 